When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Tuesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We are once again returning from Blackhawks development camp. Had a couple uh, nice interviews we're going to share with you guys on Friday's show. Some good stuff there. We've got Duncan Keith having his uh, retirement press conference today. It's happening Right now, right now uh, all reports in Edmonton, all reports, very emotional. Duncan Keith uh, meeting the media right now. And of course, uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m., which is when we go live, by the way, NHL free agency begins. So, fellas, we got a lot to get to. Where do we want to start today? Yeah, uh, the opening of free agency is is very interesting for the Blackhawks coming up because we don't have a really good read on... Yeah who they may be targeting. Um, They're obviously not going to be going after the big-name guys. Um, We saw yesterday and and today some names trickle out that weren't qualified, some players that you kind of – I know I I was looking at the list last night kind of like, oh, I'd I'd maybe take a flyer on him, maybe take a flyer on him because they need people to play on the NHL roster. And so it's interesting to to kind of see where Kyle Davidson may go with their their free agency route. and it's really hard to get a read on it because, yeah, you could get some some veterans that have some experience uh, that are cheap. Maybe you flip, you know, at, at the trade deadline. Or you could maybe find a, a player in their mid-20s that a team gave up on or couldn't afford uh, that maybe you take a flyer and, and, and fits the mold more of, um, you know, what Kyle Davidson wants his lineup to look like. Uh, there, there, there could be some players out there, um, and and I've said flyer a few times, and I think we can maybe yeah. talk a little bit about <laughs> that too uh, as free agency opens tomorrow. So as these things go, and as these things happen, uh, guys like us, we ask our questions, we try to find out what's going on behind the scenes. Um, we don't just throw crap out on the internet and <laughs> slap a verify <verita, laughs> on things yeah. and call it real. Um, so yeah, just before, just that's a yeah. Let's, let's address. <laughs> we're gonna address the end of. <laughs> we're gonna address the elephant in the room. Let's just address this. Hey, I'm about, right here. <laughs> oh, sorry, the other. I wear a larger shirt than you, my friend. Uh, if you want us to talk about the Patrick Kane rumors, there are no rumors. It's clickbait, garbage, piece of garbage, garbage website. I'm I'm biting my tongue garbage so for hard. the record. Yes, they're they're garbage, trash. Yeah. They just want your clicks. They've got exactly what they want. They want everybody talking because they heard one radio guy who's say not he in Chicago. By the way, he. Th- thinks or he was he would believe Kane would want out and then twist it into it's official he's going to ask for it's a bunch of nonsense we are disregarding it until either one of our verified sources talk to us or a guy like Elliot Friedman or Bobby Margarita or Darren Dreger <laughs> re- report it 
it's it's crap and it, it 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 has served its purpose because now everybody's talking about it. I woke up to 19 Twitter DMs from people wanting to know if it's true. Humble so I'm, I'm not going to announce I'm not going to say their name on this show cuz they don't deserve it but F you for ruining my morning of having <laughs> to deal with this garbage. Piss off. Yeah. Done. It, here's the there, thing. We addressed just, it. Just in general if you see a Twitter account where the verification badge is in the badge is in the the badge, oh, the badge no. is in the avatar oh, no. and not the actual account, Show feet. they're misleading you from the beginning. You are being misled simply by clicking on the account where they're not verified, but they have a verification badge on their picture. And enough. Uh, apropos of nothing, that picture has been changed today. Yes, it's been zoomed in, so it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Brandon Sakura with a two-dollar super chat. If you're in the chat, you can see the name he's mentioning. I am not going to say their name, but yes, you are correct, Brandon. That, that is who is, we're talking that about. That is what we were talking about. All right, about. Yes. backtracking now. More important. Anyways, about the thing, real stuff. The thing that, that is about. actually uh, Mar- that Mario said flyer. A thing. Okay. Flyer, flyer, flyer. Ooh. I've heard this from multiple sources over the last 48 hours, and of course, these things are fluid. These things Forgot can change. The Philadelphia Flyers are looking to clear salary because they want to make a run for Johnny Gaudreau, potentially some other free agents. They have a high-priced deal on their books, a player you've heard of, a player that has a pretty positive reputation around the NHL. A name that has been a Blackhawk. Uh, a name yes. that has been a Blackhawk, but not a player that might has been a Blackhawk. might even have his nameplate still in the uh, locker room. Somewhere. As we talk about the Blackhawks taking on assets and bad contracts to gain those assets... I've heard the name James Van Reems like twice in the last 48 hours from separate non-connected sources. Again, these could be these sources looking around and saying, where could this make sense and trying, maybe trying to do it themselves. But from what I'm saying and from what I'm hearing, this sounds very specific. So the idea here would be James Van Reems makes $7 million dollars next season, and then as an unrestricted free agent. The Hawks could take on that contract or a portion of it to help out the Flyers and say, if we're going to help you out here, we want a first-round pick, too, or we want a top prospect, too, or it's going to be James Van Riemsdyk and his contract plus to help you go get that free agent you want. So it may not be that specifically, but things like that are things to keep an eye on for the Hawks, too, as you see some of these high price free agents like Evgeny Malkin and Johnny Gaudreau who have not re-signed with their original teams. Now they're suddenly available. A lot of teams are going to be looking to clear out some salary to bring those guys in. So James Van Riemsdyk is one name to keep an eye on. Um, Again, these things are all fluid and the Flyers might say, Johnny Gaudreau doesn't want to play here. Fine, we're keeping Van Riemsdyk. But the other nice thing about that is if that trade happens, get to the deadline, Van Riemsdyk is playing as of now with probably Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. (laughs) <laughs> Probably has some pretty decent numbers. Hitting the deadline can be flipped for another asset. Mm-hmm. So now you've got Van Reems like plus whatever you brought in with the trade and then whatever you get at the deadline simply for taking on the contract. This is how you accelerate a rebuild. So if something like this happens tomorrow and be like, well, you just traded Alex to bring it, but you brought in this guy. It's not about the guy. It is the it's about what's run. coming with the guy. Long run right. plan. Uh, yeah, because I people people are, are you know, are saying on, on the Internet, uh, People are saying, um, "Why would you bring in James Van Riemsdyk? Because that is not the that is not the rebuilding player that you build a rebuilding lineup around." No, 
it is the first round pick that comes or, with or him the or the prospect. top prospect right. that exactly. comes with him. That is and it's that the is the focus that you flip JVR for at the deadline. Exactly. Right. Say Not, say he comes in and scores twenty five goals by the deadline. Great. Somebody's got to do flip it. Flip him again, and you get another future asset. Right. For the record, b- by the way, Mister Duds in the chat brings up a good point. Philly wouldn't give the fifth for to bring him, but will give a first to take JVR off their hands. Philly, if they're signing. Goudreau, they're wanting to be in the wanting market. Wanting to seems to think they're contenders next right. year. They've got so, they've got John Tortorella. Yeah, they they added Tony D'Angelo. They add Johnny Goudreau. That's not going to be the fifth overall pick. It will be sixteenth, seventeenth, somewhere maybe even the twenties. You would make think the that they would be in the playoffs. Bottom line picture. is, next, as we've said many times, next year's draft is so deep. You've already got two draft first round picks. One of them is going to be near the top, if not at the very top. That's the plan. You get a third one in the middle of that. And then, hey, here comes Patrick King wanting his, and Colorado is willing to give you their first round. But now all of a sudden, you got four picks in the first round. Granted, three of them are going to be later in that round. But you these are guys. You package those picks and oh, get up into the top go. ten. I mean, you've got so many options here, and for to gain as many picks possible in next year's draft, one of the his, listen to any of your draft experts, your scouts. Next year's draft is historically good, deep. Deep, where picking at 17 to 23 next year is essentially equal to a top like a six or seven pick from this past year's Well, we, we saw it in, um, I forget what trade it was, the Blackhawks getting a third-round pick next year. I think it was when they, I think they traded the 94th yeah, pick they traded the second. to uh, Pittsburgh, it might have been. They traded one of their third-round right. picks for a third-round pick next year. Everything we heard after that ha- after that happened was, you know, people on the broadcast, people inside the NHL and, and, and in the draft community saying a third next year would be like getting a second in this year's draft class. So the depth of talent next year, second round pick might get you a talent that would have gone in the first round and and uh, this year, and so on and so forth. So the the having they had eleven picks this last draft. Did they have 11, 11 in next year's draft, especially with at least two in the first round, maybe more, you're looking at a crop of players that you can point to and say a good handful of these probably pan out to be NHL regulars, some of them NHL superstars, maybe even a franchise-altering player. You know, we, we've said maybe this rebuild is five, four, five, six years before they're contending. If you draft right and develop right, something we're not used to, this could actually be a three-year optimistic outlook or a four-year outlook yeah, before we're act, talking yeah, about you can, playoff hockey. Again. You, you'll be able to see the signs of competitive, competitiveness. Mm-hmm. I believe that was a Counting Crows album. Yes, signs it was. Of signs the, of competitiveness. You'll see those sooner rather than later. Um, another team, now I'm going to preface this. This is pure speculation and just my brain working. I don't have a source. I don't have anybody telling me anything. So don't throw no it out there that, that I'm thought. your <laughs> Chicago internet insider telling you these things. But one team that I would watch for between, uh, not necessarily between now and the start of free agency, but before the start of the season, Vegas Golden Knights has to get rid of some salary. Mm. They literally are negative, almost negative seven million in the cap space. That's a lot of. They negative. have to clear a contract or two, so that could be a team. Now I know they don't have a ton of prospects or picks because they've been getting they, rid of them all. They've been going for right. it every year. They've been going. They've been swinging and missing repeatedly, 
and they're going to be in big, big trouble here in the next couple of years. But they literally have to get rid of almost $7 million of contract just to be able to compete on opening yeah. night. So that could be a team that you might be able to hold over the barrel and take advantage of. Again, that is just me rattling off things here. That's when a looking, thought out loud. Yes, that is me looking at what teams need to get rid of bad contracts. That's mm-hmm. the team on the first on that list. Mm-hmm. So that is probably a team I would assume that Kyle Davidson has had some preliminary chats with, and that's that's a team I would watch out for over the next few days. And for those just uh, tuning in here, uh, No Roy's Just Rage is asking, are we doing a live stream for free agency, free agency frenzy tomorrow? Yes, 11 a.m. We will be on the air right as free agency opens. We will live react to everything happening in the NHL and potentially things happening with the Blackhawks. <laughs> yes, it's going to be fun. So I, I, um, I lost a name. I'm sorry. I think it was Paul in the chat saying, is James Van Reems like the kind of guy who's going to come in here and make the Hawks too good to get a, one of those top three picks? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to have that sort of an impact no. on the roster. When you look at what the team was last year with Marc-Andre Fleury, <laughs> with Seth Jones, yeah. with Alex Debrinkit, they finished sixth. Uh, and this team is not going to be that good. Right. He's not, not going to be passing the puck to get assists from Alex Debrinkit. He's going to be passing to Puck to our good friend Sam Lafferty or Phil Kurashev. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't quite have the finish as an Alex Dabrinkit. And if JVR was that much of a difference maker, a team that was looking to contend like Philly wouldn't be looking to get rid of him as a salary dump to improve in the first place. Right, yeah. So I wouldn't worry about having four months of James Van Reem like making this team all of a sudden too good. Right, um, and also a third of the season – is played after the trade deadline. There's plenty of losing that can oh, be yeah. they done can go during. Oh, they, can, they can they can go <laughs> yes. 0 and 24 Trust. after the Trust trade us. deadline. We did it last. Yeah. We did it last year. Yeah. So I, I'm not worried about that. Uh, usually, the guys who are on bad contracts that need to be salary dumps are guys who are completely underperforming in the first place. So bring on all your underperformers for next season. We'll Co- be an entire team of. Rafi saying in the in the chat here, Sam Steele. That's one of those young players. That I, I was would, like, I would take a that's a, a, name, a gamble yeah. on him. That's a guy. The Ducks had three guys that they they, they didn't qualify. Sonny Milano. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like the perfect those are, type those of guys. Oscar some Lindblom, players that it's like uh, Oscar Lindblom from the Flyers from the was Flyers, uh, bought yeah. out today too. Mm-hmm. Those are the sort of names to keep an eye on too when it comes to free agency. Youngish guys who are not retained, you know, sort of like Dylan Strom, um, <laughs> who might be looking for an opportunity to thrive in the top six. Those are the sort of guys that the Hawks, if they do sign some free agents, will bring in. Could be players that Davidson is like, that's a guy I want instead of a Kubalik or a Strom. Right. And you could see why based on the kind of guys he's brought in so mm-hmm. far. A couple names that are interesting here when I'm looking at the Flyers cap friendly page. As we look at extra assets to bring in, if it's not a draft pick, uh, Owen Tippett, who is a well-traveled prospect, a big kid, yeah, seemed I don't know a little delayed in his development. It feels like I he think was, people expected was, him to be a star by now. He, yeah, he was really high, uh, highly touted first-round pick. Um, just hasn't busted into the NHL yet and, and and made an impact. I think he was with the Panthers organization for a yep. bit. Now he's with the Flyers. Yeah, I mean it's it's. It's gambles. It's rolling the dice and 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 seeing if a, he's already had a change change of scenery, but a change of scenery and a change of expectation with some of these young players uh, could make a difference. Morgan and Frost. Morgan is Frost is another one. That's a guy Morgan I ask. Frost. That's where I start. If it's, you're not giving me your first round pick, I start at Morgan Frost. And then if they're not willing to do first round pick or Morgan Frost, then. Then maybe you don't. Do then it. I say, okay, yeah. thanks for your time. I'm moving right. on because I don't need to take on that contract. Frost it, is the rare 10.2 C 
free agent. This player has not accrued the necessary amount of professional seasons required for Group 2 RFA status. They are ineligible for offer sheet. Interesting. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That was the case with um, Cam Morrison from the Blackhawks. Was That's a right. 10.2C. You didn't know that. <laughs> Come on. Shut up, man. It's all about the illusion. <laughs> His sources told him. Yes. And Jim true. Morrison. That's true. Yeah. He also was one of those guys. Um, related to the Hawks t- Tippett, isn't he Dave Tippett's son? He's a, he is Owen a Tippett tree, yeah. family tree member, I believe. Tippett tree. I saw those guys open for... <laughs> they opened um, for Connie Crows. <laughs> saw them open for Matchbox 20 in... Another, yeah. Another team that I'm interested in, in what they're doing that the Blackhawks could uh, potentially be on the phone with and maybe take a contract or some money off of their hands because they're trying to do other things is the Penguins. They just signed Ricard Raquel to the money that you would have thought Evgeny Malkin was going to get. Uh, They just signed Chris Letang to a big deal. Um, They, they are a team that wants to continue to contend uh, and they're kind of running into some, 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 some cap issues and a player that I saw Frank Saravalli mention in his, uh, in his trade targets, uh, list was John Marino, 25-year-old defenseman who has, I think it's like four, four or five years at about four or five million. Um, I, don't, I don't claim to be an expert on the depth of the Penguins' defensive group, but if they're potentially looking to say, uh, maybe we move on from John Marino, that's a, a, a young-ish defenseman that I think could slot into the Blackhawks and maybe he's good, maybe he's just average, but it could be some. It could be someone that you take that money off because the Penguins want to have some cap flexibility, and you get a third or second round pick or a mid to upper level prospect for it. I mean, it's 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 wide open with the, what the Blackhawks could do, who they could be talking to, and I don't think a lot of it is going to necessarily be we're going after, you know, star UFA X Y Z. Yeah. It shouldn't be. There's no reason to do that. By the way, Owen Tippett, not Phil related Kessel. to Dave. Yes, Sorry. confirmed in the chat by Ryan. Thank you for Googling that. See, see, folks, that's how easy it is. If you want an answer to a question, take three <laughs> seconds, Google it, get the correct answer, and pass that along. Got see some, how simple that is? Some breaking news here ah. from oh. Scotty Bowman on Twitter. I am no longer working for the Chicago Blackhawks as of July 1st, as I decided it was time to move on. Still love the game and would love to stay involved. So they're Bowmanless. They are Bowman. I don't have to pay for that one. We can no, talk about we Scotty. Scotty. We were still allowed to say his name. Yeah, it was weird that he was still uh, a senior advisor I'm with not the sure Blackhawks. Exactly what he really did. That may have anyway. just been a honorary just a, title. Just a paycheck. Yeah, especially after um, his yes. son was dispatched from the team. I don't know how much advising he was doing after that. But well, there based, you go. based on some of the moves his son did, I don't want him advising anybody anymore. <laughs> anyway. How old? But we got a, uh, how old is Scotty Bowman uh, now? How old is Moses? Subtract Pretty about five years. You're probably Pretty old. Dead, yeah. Uh, old. But anyway, Scotty, we got a seat for you here at CHO. You want to join us and talk <laughs> some old never, school hockey? Never mind this. Uh, this we'll hide it's the, a tip jar. We'll, we'll, hide, tip jar. we'll hide the he who shall not be named jar if we yeah. ever get Scotty here. But if he's watched more than four seconds of CHGO Blackhawks, which he probably hasn't, he we're on his <laughs> no fly nope. zone. 87 yeah. years old. 87. Ooh. Jesus. Uh, as far as cap space for the Blackhawks, I saw the, the question there from uh, our friend No Roids Just Rage. Um, they have, uh, I believe I saw on both Cap Friendly and Puckpedia, um, $18.5 million currently. 
that is without knowing what the deals for Caleb Jones and Philip Kershev are. Those they aren't going to take, more aren't gonna take up much. Off. So about 17. Um, yeah, so I'd say about 17, 16 million. Yeah. They obviously have some, uh, some, some flexibility. Duncan Keith, uh, I don't think that they were um, preparing to take on his, uh, his dead cap penalty, but that's something that they're working with. The buyouts of uh, Connolly and Borkstrom were made official today. That's freed up about $2 million in cap. So, yeah. they got again, it's all moving parts. But, yeah, they have, they have a lot of room to take on one, two, maybe three bad contracts because they need to fill out their NHL roster and get some future assets. Or, you know, they, they take a couple flyers. Getting back quickly to guys that weren't given qualifying offers, there's one name that, that jumped out to me that I would love the Blackhawks to add, and that's goaltender Jack LaFontaine, who was not qualified by the Carolina Hurricanes. This was yeah. uh, a really good he, – he had a weird situation last year where he literally left the University of Minnesota midseason because Carolina was having that run of goalie injuries, and they just needed somebody. <laughs> so literally like, needed hey, someone. can you leave school and come play for us? And he did, and he actually played, I think, one game for Carolina, but he spent a lot of time with the, the Wolves. Wasn't great – in the AHL, but again, this is a kid that it's literally left, left yeah. college and then is going playing pro like in this within 24 hours of each other. But this is a t- highly touted prospect. Carolina, obviously, they've got a lot of really good goaltending, young goaltending in their system, so he was deemed expendable. We have talked a lot uh, since coming on the air that the Blackhawks definitely need goalies in their pipeline. Drew Camesso is the top guy. Arvid Soderblom is, is, is pretty good. But you, you need as many young goalies in the system. And if Soderblom is going to be the backup this year to Peter Mrazek, you need another guy in Rockford. you got Jackson Stauber, who unproven. And that's it. And that's it. Because so they didn't bring back Jack Kale Morris. Jack screams, let's get him in here for like a two-year minimum deal or mm-hmm. something, a two-way deal. Let Goalies are – they need time. They need – Camesso will need time. Yes, and yes. Corey Crawford was, what, 27, 28 by the time he I, made yeah. the NHL full-time? He played six The Blackhawks have seasons. nothing but time to develop goalies. Right. This is a kid that won the – was he a Mike Richter award winner? I think he was. Or he, he was a finalist at least. Yeah, yeah, with Minnesota. He was at least the yeah. finalist for being the best – Goal. He won it. He, he won, won it. He yeah, did. Yes, he, he did win the goal. He so he won the award for being the best goalie in college hockey. The kid has talent. Sign him. Bring him in. Let him play in Rockford for the it's next a, two it's years. It's another roll of the dice. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are the type of guys that the Hawks need to pick up as well. Jack Lafontaine. I want him as, as part of the organization. A lot of guys like that too are are going to be looking for the opportunity to to prove themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like some of these guys who are not qualified might look at a team like the Hawks and say, all right, I got to potentially spend part of the season with Patrick Kane if he's still there, with Jonathan Taves if he's still there. Can make you a lot of money. Top six, re-resurrect my career, have some big numbers, and then find my way onto a contender via the deadline or in my next deal. Uh, it's a big opportunity for some guys like this to, to find a team like the Hawks who are looking to fill space and looking to bring in some pieces. So I think they're going to be active tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think any of the names are going to like blow your doors off by any means, but... I would expect some movement within the next 24 hours for sure. Yeah, I, I would say temper your expectations. Um, don't think that they are going to be in on Evgeny Malkin. No. Or, you know, don't think that they're – I know Ryan put in the in the chat here, uh, Ilya Samsonov, as intriguing as that would be because he is a, a, a young-ish goalie who – I don't know what the Capitals are doing with their goal, goaltending situation because they've – 
didn't tender Samson, Samsonov, and they traded Vitek Vanek. Bringing Hopi back. Hopi might retire. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but that is someone who is intriguing, young-ish, would be affordable, would be great as maybe a, another like bridge player. Or, hey, maybe he turns into a starter uh, eventually down the road, um, allowing more time for, for like a guy like Drew Camezzo to, to develop. But I wouldn't put a lot of weight into that because I would just, like you like to your point, players looking for opportunities. Um, I th- I think there are a good number of those of those players that may have been buried uh, on on more competitive rosters um, that are looking for hey like I can get playing time here I can prove myself more than just being a fourth line person or a, a AHL NHL tweener um, I, I think that that would be interesting to see what they do, but I would, again, temper expectations. They're not going to sign the big name free, uh, free agents. They're, you know, unless it's Phil Kessel, then, hey, that would be great. Phil Kessel, I want it. Uh, but <laughs> FYI. You got um, the shirt for Phil Kessel I do, today. Right? I, these, you can't see it from the distance, but these are little hot dogs on my shirt. So that's my, uh, I will wear this shirt until Phil Kessel is a Chicago Blackhawk. Um, <laughs> there you go. We had a question. Somebody asked if Jack LaFontaine is related to Pat LaFontaine. No. Uh, Jack is Canadian. Pat was not American. Um, yes. So and <laughs> super chat from Brandon. Uh, I believe he's emphatically asking about Dominic Bassey. who was at prospect yeah, camp. I don't know anything about him, so I can't really, he was a six round pick yeah. a few years ago. Uh, he's transferring this season from Colorado college to St. Cloud state. Uh, Bassey had two years as in at Colorado college as like the one, a one B, um, not doesn't jump off the page. Uh, but, Again, it's 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 a pro- he was a project pick, yeah. So I think he's still kind of figuring things out. Uh, we'll see what he does at St. Cloud State, but um, he's at camp. Uh, been paying a little bit of attention to him, but again, the, the, it's 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 a project. It's 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 time with him. So we'll see what happens. With Last him. two years at Colorado College, uh, three point one eight and an eight nine five, and a three point two three eight eight eight. And again, these are different. It's not comparable to the NHL, of course. It's, it's college, and, co- um, and and Colorado College is not one not of the more more competitive either, yeah. uh, uh, programs in the in the country. Yeah, but I mean, look, it, this is what we're talking about when you keep getting assets, right? You try to acquire as many of these pieces as you can, and you hope that if a third of them shake out, you did a pretty damn good job. And um, we should get into prospects camp here next, and we will. First, we want to tell people about our our friends over at points bet. And that is the best way to support us here at CHGO. Um, we're at Proxfest camp. We're doing interviews. We're doing all sorts of extra content for the show. So if you're enjoying what we're doing, uh, let us know, download the app, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up, do it right now. And you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but don't forget make a $50 or more first time deposit and you'll receive a free CHGO membership. You're going to get access to all of our great web content. You'll get a free t-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Get those in-play bets going. During baseball season, NFL is right around the corner, which is crazy, but it is. The NFL is right around the corner. Bet along with the game. You see a comeback coming. You see a blown lead coming. Place those bets mid-game. It's a great way to stay involved, especially now, like kind of in the dog days of the baseball season where the games are kind of getting uh, a little mundane. You're not quite playoff time yet. Right before the All-Star break, stay in the action with those in-game bets. They're a ton of fun. What are you waiting for? It is time to elevate your live betting game. 
Download the PointsBet app right now and use the promo code CHGO. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And we are also brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. Uh, They are proud of their AG1 product. It is a formula designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. In just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And if you have different dietary restrictions, it is perfect to fit into those lifestyles, whether it's gluten-free, dairy-free, keto, paleo, whatever it is, uh, it's easy to incorporate into your life no matter how busy you might be. It's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits, and right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Blackhawks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I got some questions in the chat here. Um, Brandon asks, when is Kyle Davidson going to be on the show? Hopefully soon, probably once, uh, you know, the draft is now over, but once free agency uh, sort of slows down and his offseason slows down, now is a very busy time. He should not have time for us right now. No, no, but (laughs) he is definitely on the list, and and I think the team is going to accommodate us. I would look... Late July, early August for yeah. that one. And they are meeting the media tomorrow at some point. Thursday. Uh, Thursday, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, they're meeting the media on Thursday um, once free agency begins. Actually, wait. We just got a release. It said Eaton and Davidson will be available tomorrow. Ah, uh, tomorrow. At some point. So they're, they're, if there's free agency news or not, he's going to want to be made available for that. It says TBD for when he'll meet the media. Mm, um, okay. But, yeah, and another one, have we heard anything about Taves, Kane, or Jones wanting out? If we heard that, it would lead the show. Um, we did <laughs> address it, we did no. address the faulty air quotes rumors flying around from clickbait sites last night. Uh, go back That's and check sense. out the beginning of the podcast for that. We don't need to get Sums into it, it again. I would just say here here's another thing. I'll, I'll sort of add to your point that started the show. No one that is like verified or actually like plugged in is keeping anything from you. No, they may have to talk around it mm-hmm. a little bit. And say, oh, you know, it sounds like this might happen and keep an eye on this. Like there's ways to say it where they can't just out and say it. No one's going to have that information and sit on it. Okay. So if you don't, if a major rumor comes out like that and nobody with an actual blue check mark is talking about it, pump the brakes. If Patrick, verify, verify, verify. Patrick Kane, if and when he asks to be traded, it's not going to be broken by a Facebook fan group. Right. It's going to come from a real source. If, if someone had that information, they would put their name on it. Yep. Correct. Don't, don't trust articles on websites that don't list an author. There's, there's another pro tip. If you're reading an article on a website and they don't put a name attached to who wrote it, it's probably a load of crap. Move along. All right. Um, Michael asked about goalies in the pipeline. Uh, saw a bunch of them today. Uh, Drew Camesso, who we had the chance to talk to, you'll hear that interview on Friday, is obviously nice head kid. of the pack. Yeah. As far, as far as that goes, what? Nice kid. Oh, yeah, nice yeah, kid for sure. Nice. Enjoyed nice our chat interview. with young Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. He's a top guy. Uh, he is the top guy. Well, yeah. I <laughs> He's mean, basically yeah. the guy. Well, I mean, you could 
technically rank Arvid Soderblom ahead of him as far as who's going to be more available. Well, yeah. Long-term yeah, yeah. picture, Camesso is the guy that I don't want to pin franchise goalie, any kind of pressure on the kid, but he's the top prospect. <laughs> he's the top prospect. <laughs> yeah. Soderblom is probably going to be the guy we see first. We saw him a little bit. He may be the backup this year. If not, he's the number one guy in Rockford. His, so those his are upside your two is guys. his upside is there. Yes. Yeah, he's young. What twenty three? Yeah, played one professional uh, top professional season in Sweden before coming to North America last year. Those are did one fine two. with the Ice Hogs. Yeah, and after that, there's not a whole lot of anything. There is Jackson Stauber, who yeah, is okay. uh, coming from college. Dominic Bassi, who is still in college, and that's it. So, yes, so when you see young goaltenders not get qualified like a Jack LaFontaine, you scoop them up. Uh, Try and, it, yeah. And then you, you, this could be another year where we see some more European goalies getting added to the mix, another Arvid Soderblom type, another yeah. anti-Ranta, anti-Niemi. Go that route. The Hawks have had some pretty good success with European goalies. And Colin Delia was a camp invite right. and ended up impressing the, the Blackhawks getting signed. He had a decent minor league run with, with the team. Um, you know, there's there's a couple guys in this year's camp that, that uh, Ludwig person that we keep Ludwig talking. Ludwig person <laughs> Ludwig person Ludwig person Oh, that's Ludwig person P E R S S O N Mitchell Weeks is another camp invitee goalie. Uh, I believe that's the two of them. Yes, Bassey Weeks. The one that impressed Amezzo, me, Stauber, is um, Joseph Serpa. Serpa, that guy, not a goalie, but not a goalie, right? Forward, in I terms believe, of a, yeah. yeah, he's a forward, mm-hmm. but in terms of camp invites. Um, there are there are some some dudes standing out in that. Yeah, in that Serpa realm. sounds like a guy that can guide you to the top of a mountain, <laughs> championship mountain, baby. I thought it was weird he was wearing Serpa. fur uh, fur ice skates, but yeah, his jersey was his own. jersey was fuzzier than everyone else's. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've covered pretty much every goalie they have in a prospect invite or not. And I wouldn't yeah, say I mean it's it's hard to tell at development camp if any of these guys are yeah are anything because it's just drills and like there was a point mm-hmm. yesterday I'm like oh Drew Camesso's glove hand doesn't look great. And then he made 10 spectacular glove saves and drills right, right after that, yeah. right? So it just – I know, like, yesterday we were sort of surprised by how hungry everybody was for our prospects camp takes. But if you've ever attended, it is really hard to draw any sort of grand conclusions from it. You do no. see over time – well, you can see, though, I will say, <laughs> yeah. like, when you see first-round picks on the ice, there's a difference. They, yep. yeah. like, and when you have a guy like Alex Vlasic who's played NHL yeah. games now against – guys who have played in high school or in college or junior or, you know, junior ranks internationally, you see the difference. Right. And you see why they're playing in the NHL. And we mentioned him yesterday, but we should bring it up again on this topic. Like Philip Roos is another uh, international free agent they signed. And that's a guy who you can tell has played professionally yeah, before. He stands out. There is a calm to his game mm-hmm. where you see a lot of the prospects. And I think they're processing things really, really fast and trying to do everything perfectly and sometimes you'll see a little bit of, I don't know what the word is, like hecticness to their game or like real twitchy. Jittery. Some jittery is a yeah. good word for it. Um, whereas Roos is just very calm, very smooth, just makes the play, gets it out of there. You see the same from Alex Vlasic, who made an end, end rush today. Spectacular. Yes. Mario retweeted people that were able to actually capture the video. <laughs> yeah, I was. Well, Your day, I, you were so I was so mad. I was talk. I was. I was talking to you guys, and we were watching the play happen. I was like, "Oh, this is a good. This is a good rush by Vlasic. Oh, what a move! Oh, he scored. Well, I wish I had video of that." And then here's Charlie and Scott with like perf- like perfect angles of it. I'm like, "Ah, well, 
There you go. Well, we're my, thinking uh, an IMAX camera. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my 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 video clips per sixty at Prospect Camper are, are are lacking right now compared to those guys. One uh, one our guy Joel Olmo, uh, our buddy out in Rockford, uh, got to briefly say hello to Joe today. Good seeing you. As the yeah, Rockford says, crew was in uh, for media, but he says uh, Mitchell Weeks, Weeks will be, be in Indy. Indy. So there you go, Indy Fuel, the ECHL. Uh, so he's they moving ha- up the ladder. They have not been called I the had a East great, Coast League since I had a 2003. Great, I tell him I'm a Mitchell Weeks social media idea. That was I yes. Know, I, we had we a might, fun. We might be able to make it happen. For I had fun. a fun idea. Oh, I was like, man, if Mitchell Weeks was like an actual like top prospect, since his last name is Weeks and he's a goalie, I was like, let's take Mitchell Weeks to a different spot of the building and ask him a question, like from in front of the men's room with a garbage can <laughs> on his head, from in front of the concession stand, <laughs> kind of play old, off the old, the old Kevin, Kevin Weeks stuff. Treatment. I thought that yeah. was a lot of fun, but. I think we might, we might maybe now we'll that see. we've actually talked about him on the show. Yeah, apparently, well, people are starved for yeah. Blackhawks goalies, so maybe we'll have to make that happen. We'll we got to put him on the. Uh, there's a Blackhawks stick throne in the game of Thrones. Blackhawks, sit him in the throne, reporting live. Stand in the middle. Happening. Stand him in the middle of the other <laughs> rink while some like squirts are doing drills. <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. Yeah, uh, Justin asks in the chat, will Reichel be playing more games with the Hawks or the Ice Hawks this season? I expect season? him on the opening night roster. I yeah, unless him he, on the opening night yes. roster. 82, 82 games, games right. And if not, probably. And, and, I don't want to say it's safe to say something's gone wrong, but I think everyone expects him to be a full-time NHL or yeah. next season. That's why he's not at prospect camp. Well, and they and they can, you know, we, we preach patience and development, patience and development. That's... At some point, you kind of have to just play these guys. And I think, you know, we, we had patience in development with Reichel last season. He played most of the year with the Ice Hogs. Uh, had, a, I think it was 11 games with the Blackhawks. Didn't look out of place in the NHL. But uh, as, as, as we've, we've mentioned on this show before, sometimes young players not looking out of place. Yeah, that's all well and good. But up here, it's going 1,000 miles per hour, and they're just trying to tread water. And that's not really what you want. Yeah, the, the I think with, with Reichel, he's played two professional seasons in Europe. He's now played a full year in North America. The Blackhawks are starved for players who could be good. Um, I think from a roster standpoint and from a uh, presentation of hope standpoint, here's a full season of Lucas Reichel. Yeah, and the, the Hawks have the luxury if he... They makes the opening night roster, which I fully expect them to, and he struggles in October. You can send him down to Rockford for a week or two to get that confidence. And I back. would not bat an and eye. And that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a declaration that this this kid is a bust and it's a failed draft pick. Right. No, it would be like, hey, we've got nothing but time to develop this kid. He needs to go back and, and work on certain aspects without the pressure of playing in the NHL. Let's give him mm-hmm. two three weeks in Rockford to get that back, and then he'll come back. No one's calling better. Ian. I don't think anyone is calling Ian Mitchell a bust because he went up and came back down yeah. and then developed, and now he'll likely fight for a spot on the NHL roster this Blackhawks year. Blackhawks have nothing but time right mm-hmm. now. So if Reichel needs to play more in the AHL, he will. I just don't expect him to. I think he's going to be one of the best storylines of this upcoming season, one of the things to be positive for. flickers of hope. One of the things that we need to watch especially for to see – how did Lucas Reichel play on opening night compared to how he played on game number 82? That's going to be a huge storyline this season. Mm-hmm. So, and it's something we're going to talk about a lot once things mm-hmm. get going here in October. Yeah, and I, you made a good point. We're not, you can't do a shift-by-shift, game-by-game critique of Lucas Reichel. It's going to be a season-long growth pattern. And look, 
it's probably he's ready. I think we all agree he's NHL ready, but throwing him into full, he has to be full time top six as this roster is right now. There's going to be no easing him in anymore, right? Like he, I, I think if the season started yeah. today, he's probably your number two center. Yeah, and knowing that's, that that's, Dylan Strom's not around, that is throwing him in the fire. And they must believe he's ready for it, or at least maybe not ready for it, but that he can handle it, and it's not going to crush him in any, any way, shape, or form. But it's just you got to – we've got to – with all these prospects, and Reichel will be our first example, it's just – it cannot be he turned the puck over, he sucks, he hasn't scored in 10 games, he sucks. Like, that is just not a healthy or logical way – to assess a prospect. We I are all... Sorry, Mario. Go ahead, go ahead. We are all... All of us Hawks fans are very spoiled by how the Hawks prospects developed over the last decade. So many of them were NHL ready from jump. Kane, Taves, Saad, Debrinkit jumped into the NHL right away. That is not normal. Right. It's not normal. That's not how it goes. Most prospects, even the very, very best take some time to develop in the minor leagues. And even when they come in, they're not great right away. So we just got to, we have all season to talk about this, but you got to give it time and you can't keep falling back on, well, why isn't this, why isn't Lucas Reichel Patrick Kane yet? Like what the hell? I was told he was her top prospect. He, he is right now, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's, well, he probably will never be Patrick Kane, but it doesn't mean if he doesn't become a 60 point guy this year, that he'll never reach that plateau in his career. I think, Yeah. 100% agree. I think what what is also important is not only the fan base wanting to have, you know, needing to have patience with, with Reichel and his development. I think it's very important that you have a coaching staff who will be pa- patient in the development process. And I think, I like to believe, with what we know about Derek King and what we know about Luke Richardson, uh, and, and they will be part of the coaching staff together, um, I think they have the right people to help con- uh, have a, a conducive environment for patience and development and not, I don't think we're going to have a situation where Lucas Reichel makes one bad turnover and he's planted on the bench for 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be anything like that. I think there will be a environment uh, for these young players to learn from mistakes be given the freedom to make some young mistakes yeah. and not have to be planted on the bench for them or scratched because who are they going to be scratched for, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, 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 but honestly, it's, it, uh, the, the, the Blackhawks are going into a position, into a position where you're going to have to let some of these young guys go through those growing pains and you can't have them playing fearful of making a mistake because that's just going to turn into making more mistakes, making bad habits and messing with their, with their, confidence and their mentality well that's what Derek King said to us when we talked to him and then when we saw when the Hawks hired Luke Richardson and you saw old stories about him coming out all the Montreal players were saying he's not the kind of guy that's going to get on you and punish you for a mistake he's going to use it as a learning opportunity and a teaching opportunity and then take you aside maybe after the game or a couple shifts later look players know they effed up right you don't have to be like if someone turns the puck over you have to get in their ear the second they hit the bench and blast them they know they screwed up give them some time to shake it off put them right back out there that's trust right and and i think that goes such a long way when a player makes a mistake to be trusted and not punished especially in this environment of rebuilding that's a huge thing and we know Derek king's that way luke richardson appears to be that way from stuff his former players have said 
I uh, don't know much about Kevin Dean, but played for, coached under Bruce Cassidy, longtime NHL player. And he was a guy who was good, not great, who had his share of mistakes when he played. So all like Derek King is a similar kind of I think all three of them. Yeah. Luke Luke Richardson was the best of those three players in terms of career accomplishments, tenure, succeeding at what their role yeah, was. Yeah. Um but the three of them were not superstars by any means. They they had their struggles. They like Derek King was an early first round pick that struggled to develop. Mm-hmm. All these guys know what it's like to screw up on the ice and they know what they responded to and what they didn't and how to apply that to today's player. And I really think, especially with King and Richardson, and we'll find out with, with uh, Kevin Dean, they know how to talk to this generation of players. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting to see how they, ha- how they handle failures and potentially repeated failures from some of these young kids. And there's no pressure to win right. on this coaching staff. Luke Richardson has a four-year There's year a desire deal. to win, but there's yeah, no but there's no pressure, pressure to win. and yeah. there's no pressure on these kids to it's all about the development. So it's not like as you mentioned, Lucas Reichel makes a bad turnover that puts the puck behind his own goalie. Okay, get him right back out there. Don't sit yeah. him. There's no pressure. Part of the problem with with and I know he's he's gone, Kirby Doc, but he was rushed and he was rushed to perform like a number three overall pick on a team that still had these illusions that they were a contender. There was right. pressure right away. You gotta, we gotta, you're our number two center and a team that wants to make the playoffs. There is none of that right now. So go out and make your mistakes. Yeah. Learn from your mistakes and don't repeat your mistakes. That's what you want to see. If somebody makes a terrible mistake, you don't want to see that kid make that mistake the next time he's in that exact situation. Those are the things we got to watch for this year is the growth, mm-hmm. the maturity, the development of these players. Lucas Reichel makes a bad play. Next time he's in that situation, he makes the simple safe play. And then you're going to go progress. That's what you want to see. And with no pressure to win at all this season, coaches can take that time to say, okay, instead of putting you on the bench because you're, you're going to prevent us from winning, I'm going to put you right back out there so you show me that you've learned what I just talked to you about. You can bounce back from it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that the, I think is a luxury for a coaching staff more than anything else, is not having that pressure for results in the points, in the standings. There's none of that. The pressure is going to be making these kids take the next step, making them become NHL players. So when the pressure to win is there, these are your guys you're relying on. Uh, Nate brings up a good point in the chat. He says, do you all remember how bad Seabrook and Keith looked early on? Yeah, a lot of people missed that. But yeah. yes, they like. Hey, there were times we would look at each other in uh, three twenty nine, like, um, this is the future on the blue line because this is not good. Like Duncan Keith was like Bambi on skates sometimes, and Brent Seabrook looks slow and just confused. Like it takes, especially defensemen, really take a lot mm-hmm. of time to develop. Of, so. We had a we called Duncan Keith Drunken Keith for a while. Yeah. sometimes it looked like he was a little, you know, <laughs> drunky, drunky out there, and it it, it took time. We and should it talk about him here in a Hall second of Fame too. Uh, career. Yeah, we have a super chat super from Brandon. Chat from Brandon. Um, I want to make sure we get He was at the first two games of Reichel's career. Uh, he was one of their better players on the ice, and it happened to be Lafferty's first two games as well. Well, hey, there you go. Pair him up. The glue. Of the franchise is Samuel Lafferty. You know, you all laugh at us, and then Sam Lafferty is going to be an NHL All-Star. Him and future captain Reese Johnson. I think Sam Lafferty is the future captain. (laughs) Someone's got to be. Could be. They might just say, no, I'm good. I don't want to do that. All right, Duncan Keith made it official today, called it a career, and uh, we were talking uh, at the uh, development camp 
is Duncan Keith going to kind of go scorched earth on what the Hawks are doing right now? He did not. It was all very positive, very emotional. Had his son next to him for the entire thing and ended the press conference by telling his son he loved him and giving him a kiss on the head. Oh. Remember, that's the reason, aside from the Hawks sucking, that he wanted out of Chicago yeah. and the head Be coach. Closer to his family. Uh, and probably I, the I GM. Look for, forward to <laughs> Kyle Davidson drafting Duncan Keith's son in about Colton eight Keith. years. Colton Keith. Yeah. Is it uh, Colton or Colt? Just Colt. Can't Colt remember. Colton. Is it Colton? I don't know. Have another Colton in the Either in the way, system? it's a great hockey name. Colton Doc. Let's Colton draft Keith. him. Let's draft him now. There was a Keith Seabrook. Yeah. There was a, a few Keith years Seabrook. ago. I guess there was. It's a, it's a deep cut for all the, the Darhards out there. It is Colton. It is Colton, Colton Keith. Yes. Uh, Duncan Keith. Keith said, this is from Mark Lazarus, his body was telling him it was time to retire. Uh, quote, I always took a lot of pride in my training and being ready. I just felt the last few years there was a change in how I felt. I still love the game. Always will. That's a dude who is self-aware and knows it's time to call. I mean, Duncan Keith probably could have played another year. He probably f- could have, yeah. Not to but his, his standards. But yeah, to, not, not to, to his, his standards. standards. And exactly. kudos to you for saying, you know what? I have a, a, an expectation and my own standard of how I hold my game, and if I can't meet that, then I don't want to be here. That takes a lot of courage. It takes mm-hmm. some stones to admit that. A lot of guys don't. A lot of guys will play through that contract, and you're kind of like, "What are you? We just doing take here? their just yeah. just just cash so, cash that last year's paycheck, and, and if then you call have it a day. your career has a certain standard you've played at, and you can't meet those expectations anymore, kudos for making the decision to say it's just not in the cards mm-hmm. for me. I don't think Duncan Keith is a guy that's going to disappear. Um, no, I don't think I think he could be one of those guys that if he wants to do broadcasting, he definitely could do that. If he wants to do really? coaching, I think he could be one of those institutes. If Kevin Bieksa can do it, <laughs> Duncan Keith can true. do it. Yeah, that's All right, true. you know he can do one. Not I'm not saying like in the booth, but one of those yeah. TSN in studio guys. I can see him being that. that. I think he could be as good at that as he wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. If he oh, decided yeah. to open up and be like, yeah, I'm going to show you how the, how this how I would defend this play and draw back his nose. I think for a lot of guys, it's just a desire. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, I don't, this doesn't entice me. I don't want to have to, I have to review a bunch of film and draw up this play. Yeah, if it's a way to um, stay in the game, you know, the, guys, guys like that can't, uh, they, they, they hate being away from the game. So if coaching is not a thing, scouting maybe, maybe he could be, I mean, I would trust Duncan Keith's judgment on a young defenseman if he's going to be any good. That's a guy, if I had on my scouting staff says, hey, I think we should draft this kid because I see a lot of me in him. I'm going to go, okay, let's take him. Yeah. Um, also, we know that Duncan is not shy about sharing his opinion. Yeah. And I think something like a scout or a front office sort of role or a coach fits him very well. I, you know this is not the last the hockey world has seen in Duncan Keith. No. There's no way. I do wonder a little bit, though, if the team, because of how his – media availability played out with the Kyle Beach situation. I wonder if that is something the team maybe says, oh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take you, we'll, we'll, we'll present you to the crowd. We'll say, hey, we're going to retire your number on X, X date. But then they kind of have a little distance because it is complicated because he was one of the highest profile players yeah. to, quote unquote, speak about that situation and said nothing. Right. And it's 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 complicated. I I I love time Duncan heals Keith. all wounds though. So let's they'll sure. give it a, another year. Or they'll two give it some and, time, you yeah. know, for for sure. And and, and I, I think we do we do have to address that that situation was not perfect, not not uh, not a good situation for him. He didn't come off in a great way. Uh, but saying that he had a, a 
first ballot Hall of Fame career. His number no. will be retired. Statues, whatever um, you want to do. Potential, yeah, potential, you know, Kane, Taze, Keith statue, whatever you want to do. Um, he's, I, I have his jersey. I got it the, the year he got traded. So that was perfect timing. <laughs> um, one of, one of my favorite cl- players. Fine, on, though. That's when you'll be able to wear forever. Yeah, one of my yeah. favorite players on the ice. Um, but, you know, yeah, a little bit of a complication to his, to his legacy, but the, the, yeah. the memories of him on the ice, no. his, his, his parade speeches, like those, those don't go away. If you were to build a Mount Rushmore of Chicago Blackhawks defenseman, top four defenseman of all time, he's no doubt on that. Of course. You know, it's, it's, it's probably him. It's Chris Chelios. It's Doug Wilson. And then your fourth guy, you know, you get some arguments. Maybe a Pierre Pilat, maybe a Brent Seabrook. I know Jay's not a big fan of Pierre Pilat. Oh, yeah, I hate Pierre Pilat. <laughs> 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 yeah, somebody asked on I think WGN asked, is Duncan Keith the best Hawks defenseman ever? And I sarcastically retweeted and said, what about Enrico Ciccone? Good old number 39. <laughs> and someone pointed out all Pierre Pilat stats. And I not argue. I never saw. I can't. I'm not going to fight with anybody because I never saw Pierre Plot play. Chances are that person didn't either because people old enough to know Pierre Plot doesn't know how to right. tweet. But I know that yes, it was a six-team league, two thirds of which were plumbers and carpenters most of the year. <laughs> the goalies wore popsicle sticks for pads, no helmets, and would just flail at the puck. I'm going to say that if you put Pierre Plot and Duncan Keith on two opposite teams, the team with Duncan Keith is going to win, just based on, of course, the natural progression of the athlete. Look, three Stanley Cups, a Conn Smythe, Norris Trophy. Like, th- that's enough for me to say at least Duncan Keith is the best Blackhawk of the last 44 and a half years. Because that's what I've been ali- alive to see. And I'll put Chris Chelios second there. There you go. Then Enrico Ciccone. Then. Then and only then. Then Keith Carney. I loved Keith Carney. I did too. Poor man's Chris good, Chelios. Good player. He kind of looked like him too. He did. It's like if you order Chris Chelios on Wish.com, <laughs> you get Keith Carney in the mail. He was the Chinese knockoff of... Uh, <laughs> Chris Chelios. For those I keep all right. So for those Chinese. that don't know Enrico Ciccone, by the way, uh, good old number thirty nine. The Hawks traded for him. Good Twitter follow. Uh, good, really good. Twi- is he like a politician or something? Or he, well, he was doing broadcasting for yeah. a while too. But now I think yeah. he's a public. I think he's like a mayor. Of yeah, like another sort. example of like the rockhead hockey player is actually the smartest guy in the team. Enrico Ciccone was a pure goon, the purest of pure. He wore short gloves so he can throw them off faster <laughs> to fight people. No, and by the way. His face matches his name perfectly. Like he look, he's got like a Razor Ramon, Rocky Balboa sort of a thing going on. I love the dude because he was so entertaining. But he is my go-to because he was a he was a bad hockey player. Yes, like he, he could not defend for shit. He had no interest in defending. He just wanted to punch you as many times as he could. Yes. So he's kind of my fallback name he for was, he was John Hawks Scott of a certain age. John Scott. Yes, yes, but he was he was entertaining. He was an entertaining I hockey player. Somebody always remember. Was he ever an All Star MVP? Can't take that away from John Scott. He's got that. There was an internet. If there was such a thing as an internet and people were allowed to vote when Enrico Ciccone played, I would have voted for him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, I'm trying to go through the stats here. Plus, he sounds very familiar to like you could totally insert his name into that scene from uh, oh Make It <laughs> from, Gun. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. it's Enrico Ciccone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's Enrico, Enrico Palazzo <laughs> for the for the 1991-92 Kalamazoo Wings. Enrico Ciccone played. 53 games and had 406 penalty <laughs> minutes. That's hard to do. God. Like, what are you doing, oh dude? That's <laughs> He's just ridiculous. running into the... I'm just going to start the game in here. He played th- uh, two seasons with the Hawks in 96-97, 67 games, two goals, two assists, 
233 penalty minutes. Oof. This is a guy that barely played, too. He barely played. He was most you know, of his minutes were spent minutes. in the penalty box. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But entertaining as Oof. hell. And see, maybe we'll get a Rico Ciccone on one of these. Uh, yeah, we'll see what he's up he to. Does, yeah. Uh, my mic was completely muted. Yeah, Comment from Nate. Somebody just asked, we'll see what he's up to. Pretty sure I saw Ciccone working as a bouncer in a Tampa area strip club that years ago. Right. He so maybe we'll be Lightning. able to get him on. Yeah, he played for the Lightning before he played you, for the I Hawks. I bet you so we can get Rico and Coney on a, on a throwback Thursday. We can give him a call in. Oh, that would be so fun. From the strip club. Remember when you wore short gloves so you could punch people? That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so cool. What was the advantage of having the short gloves? <laughs> He's like, flick him oh, off. I did, I did a quick draw. sweep on Google just looking for his picture, and like five of the ten things I saw were him punching, punching someone in the face. Yeah, well, that, well I mean, that's all he did. There's not a lot of action pictures. picks. Yeah. The other ones you'd find would be per- potentially him skating to the box. Yes, leaving the penalty box, <laughs> drinking water in the penalty box, telling off his face in the penalty box, right? Waving to the people behind the penalty box, oh, and then man. punching guys. Brad in the chat with some other blast from the past: Ryan Vandenbush, yes, and Jim Cummins. Oh, I have a good, I have a good Civil, radio Civil War mustache. Jim, oh Cummins. my god, I got a good story about him. So after the Rafi Torres hit on Hosa, uh, Dan McNeil at the score was on a war path and just wanted Rafi Torres's blood. He's like, we got to get an old Hawks enforcer on. Find Jim Cummins. So I called Jim Cummins. I'm like, hey, we want to get you on to react to the hit on Marion Hosa last night. He's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. So we get him on, talking to him for like 10 minutes. And he's like, yeah, you know, I didn't really think the hit was that bad. You know, it was just part of the game. And and Dan's like, what? Like, what do you – did you see? He's like, I got to be honest, man. I never saw the hit. <laughs> so then, I just wanted to be on the radio. So then McNeil is like pissed at me. I'm like, I told him what we're talking about. So he's pissed at me. We hang up on Cummins. Then Cummins calls me back. He's like, hey, man, you put me in a really bad spot. I go, what are you talking about? (laughs) I called you and said we want to talk about the hit that the entire hockey world is talking about. Can you come on and talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. I assumed filling in the gaps of that conversation, it seems like you may have seen it. Right. Maybe a few two punches from Enrico oh, Ciccone to Jim Cummins. Mm. All right. Does that mean Jim um, Cummins is not joining CSU Blackhawks anytime soon? I, I don't know. I, I'm, I doubt he remembers it. Uh, remembers me, we rather. Need, we need an all-goon throwback Thursday. I, I really want to get Stu Grimson on, by the way. I want That'd him. Great. As, he's great. Yeah, he would be great. I would love to get he, him on. He can talk about hockey and legal advice. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my wife got in a car accident. Also, what do you think of the uh, prospects this year? <laughs> Um, anyway, so reminder, everybody, tomorrow we've got our trade deadline show. We'll be live at 11, so make sure you join us. Hopefully, live for the frenzy. We get some news right off the hop. Usually, if we don't have Hawks news, we'll certainly There's have some be league news. Plenty be hockey news to yeah. talk about. Yeah. I, Johnny Gaudreau, I, I saw from Frank, Frank Cervalli, the report is Johnny Gaudreau has an eight year north of $10 million contract on the table from the Calgary Flames. Um, I saw the Islanders have an aggressive offer, and the Devils are expected to make a big offer, too. So if he wants out of Calgary, it's not for money. I don't like him out of Calgary. Hmm. I like him. I, yeah, I, it's a team I like the Hawks the will need to watch, because if they sign him for that kind of money, they're going to have to dump some salary. They might. Or a, team that, off, or a back. team that wants to get him me, will me, have to dump Milan some salary. Milan Lucic as a Blackhawk next year? I don't Whoa. like that. Ugh. You'd have to give me two first-round picks to take that. Yeah, but That's, hey, you know, you go from Strom to Lucic, that number 17 will be nice and warm. There you go. About the same speed, too. <laughs> oh, oh, and out man. the door. Trash him on the way out of town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. The chat was hopping today. We appreciate it. Great time. One final reminder, the best way to help us continue to grow here at CHGO is with that PointsBet app and use that code CHGO. 
when you sign up. You'll get the two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but with that $50 or more first-time deposit, you get that free CHGO membership, a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker. That's like a $25 value right there. there it, the, the $50 deposit pays for itself with the CHGO membership and all the perks that come with it. Access to our Discord all that great stuff. Do it, do it, do it. You're going to love it. And reminder that online signup is available now in Illinois. So download the app. You're ready to start wagering within five minutes of downloading the app. It is good to go. You're actually downloading the PointsBet app and registering from start to finish. It is the fastest sports book, and it is so easy to do. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522-4700. All right, once again, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you on Wednesday at 11 a.m. for Free Agent Frenzy. If anything happens at all for the Blackhawks, we'll talk to you at 11 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.